Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. It's my last podcast of the 2022 season. And, well, not the 2022 season. Sorry. Back up. 2022 calendar year. So before I forget, hope everybody has a happy new year as we head into 2023 with our birds with the best record in football. Not a bad place to be. Welcome to the program. Appreciate you all listening. Thank you for supporting the pod throughout the course of the year. Very appreciative of that. Lots to talk about in a game that, you know, really, it's got some meaning for sure. It's a game that the Eagles should uh, be victorious in. Uh, the Saints are not that good of a team. They got a formidable defense. You got to be a little bit concerned about, you know, they got Kamara. Other than that, not a heck of a lot going on with the Saints this year. But as we know, the Eagles have a built-in incentive of beating the Saints because we own their first-round pick next year. So we want to contribute to where that uh, eventual pick will be in the draft order. I think currently it's right now at 9 or 10, I believe, somewhere around there. So we've got to give the Saints a loss. So it'll do two things. Beat the Saints. We do clinch the number one seed in the NFC conference, which gives us the first round bye. The only one there is now, by the way, there used to be two buys uh, granted to the first and second teams that were seeded in each conference, but that is only one now. Only one team gets the first round bye, and the Eagles, all they got to do is win. Just win the game, they accomplish two things. Clinch that number one buy and home field advantage throughout the playoffs and help that draft pick of the Saints get further up the board. All right, so there's there's a lot going on. A lot has happened since my last podcast. Since, of course, the last podcast was one I was hoping I didn't have to, uh, you know, I was hoping it wasn't going to come off a of Dallas loss, but, hey, it is what it is. Um, you know, it's always tough losing to Dallas. So hopefully everyone's recovered from that. It is what it is, as they say. I mean, I think you got to take a lot of positives out of that. Um, the fact that, you know, we had our backup quarterback in there. Uh, we had some injuries that took place during the game. And we were 19 yards away from winning that game at the end of the day. So uh, didn't get the job done. Lost to the Cowboys. We had to listen to their, you know, arrogant fans be pricks all week, but hey, what are you going to do? They're cowboy fans. Uh, and that's, that's sad for them. Uh, so we move on, we move on to the saints and we got some updates. Not, I mean, I, I purposely kind of held off this week, do, uh, doing a podcast until Friday. I typically do them for the preview, um, pod on Thursday night. Waited a little bit longer to get a, an update on, first of all, Jalen Hurts and his status for the game, uh, which as of right now, uh, still do not have confirmation. Sirianni did speak earlier with the media on Friday morning, 
and did not give any indication whether or not we would see Hertz on Sunday or not. By the way, we're back to the normally regular scheduled program with the Eagles being on Sunday uh, the next two weeks. I guess there's a outside chance, depending on how things fall into place, that the NFL might flex the Eagles-Giants game if, I would say, if the Giants somehow aren't able to clinch their playoff berth uh, and maybe potentially if the Eagles uh, haven't clinched the number one overall seed yet. You know, the NFL always has that uh, option to move the games around. I don't see it happening because I think the Giants are going to get in. There's There's got to be a, a bunch of things that fall into place for them not to get in after this weekend. Plus, they have a relatively easy game against the Colts. Um, and the Eagles should, I mean, let's face it, Hurts or not, the Eagles should be able to beat the Saints at home. But stranger things as has happened, as we know, and that's why they play the game and all those other metaphors and analogies and phrases and whatnot. So uh, let's, uh, let's go to the injury report. And I'll give you the latest uh, as of Friday afternoon here. To quote Sirianni, he says, we're still sorting through that when he was asked who the quarterback will be for Sunday. So reading between the lines as much as I can, and I didn't actually see the conference. I was actually hoping to kind of be able to view it so I could maybe read some nonverbal cues before this podcast to see if I can really get a better idea as far as, you know, is what, where I'm leaning towards uh, quarterbacking. Um, you know, he did practice yesterday and apparently his velocity was good and his accuracy was good. So that's all we can really report. Um, it appears that I, I see, you know, here's the thing. I really think Jalen can play if needed. I, I think that the Eagles have to consider taking it easy though. Um, but here's the thing. Do you take it easy and not play him, uh, Sunday? And then, obviously, he would not play against the Giants because there's zero to play for in that game if the Eagles win. Uh, I should say when the Eagles beat the Saints. They're not going to have anything to play for against the Giants. Giants are probably not going to have anything to play for either. So that's going to be your you know, more than likely just your end-of-the-season scrimmage uh, next week, which kind of sucks now that I think about it, you know. I, I understand why the NFL likes to put those divisional games towards the end of the year, the end of the season. But look what happened to this big Giants-Eagles battle that's typically at the end of the year. I mean, I know that you, you can never predict the future, and, and you know, this game may have been a huge game at the end of the year. So I, I can get why the NFL does this. But look what it did for this, you know, Eagles-Giants matchup. It's not going to be anything. So everyone at the beginning of the season who went out and spent good money to see this game, the end of the year, oh, Eagles-Giants battle, you know. Not that we expected the Giants to be all that great this year. So I guess it's not typical of what would be a monster matchup at the end of the season. But you guys know what I mean, right? It's still a divisional matchup. It's still a rival. And who knows, the Giants could have been a lot better. And it turns out that they... I don't know if they were a lot better this year. I think still think their record's way overbloated. Uh, but they are a better team. Then they have better coaching. They're going to get their ass handed to them in the playoffs. 
There's no doubt about that. They'll be one and done. There's almost a guarantee on that for sure. Uh, I don't even care who they're playing. They're gonna get they're gonna get blown out. But uh, you know, I hope you hopefully you understand what I'm saying. You know, I just think that this this game is completely meaningless. Anyway, let's get back to the Saints. Uh, so the status of Hurts unknown. What's my feeling on it? I think because nothing's been clinched yet for the Eagles, there's something to play for. And you maybe throw in the old Saints having to beat them to improve your draft status. I have a feeling, and I was wrong last week, by the way. I thought Hertz was going to play versus Dallas. I, I had a feeling that, um, yeah, he was going to give it a go. I wasn't sure, though. I didn't, I didn't give that prediction. I did say there was definitely a big element of uncertainty as to which direction the Eagles would go. But I I think I was kind of leaning towards thinking that Hurts was going to play. You know, Matt and I in the preview uh, game for Dallas, and we both kind of thought that way. Um, but he ended up playing, which is fine. I, I really thought it was like a 50-50 um, proposition there. Uh, and this week, I think it's probably – it's really hard to tell, you know. I don't want to get into the prediction business of, of trying to guess who they're going to play. I, you know, it's hard enough just predicting the game and what I feel the outcome is going to be. Um, but I'll give you how I my gut feeling. I don't even God. Even as I say this, I'm like I don't even know if I have a gut feeling. I really think it's like flip a coin. I can very easily see the Eagles holding Jalen out again. Uh, and I can very easily see Jalen playing. Now, here's my thought process if I was making this decision. Obviously, number one, the concerns for the player. If he gets cleared by the doctors um, and there's minimal risk, I don't think there's going to be zero risk of him re-injuring it or making it worse. That's impossible. So anyone that you may hear out there, well, Jalen will play if there's no risk of further injury. That's impossible. I mean, think about it. He gets sacked on Sunday and lands on that same right shoulder. There's no doubt in my mind that's gonna that's gonna make it worse. It's the type of injury he has. And it could make it a lot worse. That's the risk. Now, you can get hurt in a game in a variety of different ways and a variety of different body parts. So you know, I do think that it's there's also a little bit of a heightened concern because of the status of, of Lane Johnson, which we'll talk more about in a minute. Him not being there is obviously going to weaken the offensive line and a position where that hasn't given up a sack in almost two years. So Jalen's never had to be concerned about, you know, the right tackle position and, and being protected. Now he will. That's going to be an element that you got to toss in there in consideration. Now, fortunately we have a mobile quarterback and Jalen's ability to escape pressure is, is one of his greatest assets. And the fact that it's the right tackle, he has a better vision of that versus being blindsided by someone beating my lot on the left side and hitting him from behind. So all that considered, I think that, you know, that is a, a better, you know, if you're going to have one of the, Right, one of the tackles down. You, you. Not that I would ever say you prefer it to be 
Lane Johnson, definitely not. He's the best right tackle, if not tackle in the entire league. But my point is the vision, because Hertz is a right-handed quarterback, he's going to see that pressure quicker than he would uh, coming from the left side. If you're following me out there. So, um, here's, here's the way that I would play it. If I was coach Sirianni, I think if Hertz, apparently, like I said, his velocity and accuracy has been good. Uh, as long as he had not in pain today, that's the other thing we're not aware of. Apparently, you know, Sirianni did not say that he's in any pain. I don't know if he would disclose that anyway. Uh, but they haven't made a decision. He has not said who, uh, they're going to play as of, you know, uh, early part of this afternoon on a Friday. But here's, if I was coach, here's what I would do. If everything checks out, meaning that the doctors say he's okay to play with minimal risk. If Hertz is not in any pain from the throws he's been making the last couple of days, practice wise. Uh, I would play him. Now, I would hope in this type of game against the Saints that they have and they are able to build up a pretty good lead by, let's say, this hopefully as early as the halftime, as halftime, or maybe early in the third quarter, and then you yank them. You know, say the Eagles are up 20 to 3 or something in the third quarter, or 24 to 3, or I don't know, whatever it might be, up by at least a couple touchdowns. Then I would take Hurts out of the game, so I, I wouldn't have him play this whole game, uh, you know. And hopefully, it's not a competitive game all the way to the end, or the Eagles, you know, for somehow are, are trailing, you know, late in the game, uh, where Hurts would have to stay in the entire game and play the entire game. Now he's going to get next week off, um, for the most part, unless the Eagles need to win this game. But again, I don't think they'll. I mean, they probably won't chance playing Hurts on. Um, or, or I'm sorry, they wouldn't chance giving up that game, even if it's against the, you know a bunch of backups against the Giants, which you, you would think the Eagles starters would be able to win that game without Hurts. But you can't chance it. So you'd have to start Hurts against the Giants if everything fell into place where the Eagles somehow lost to the Saints uh, today uh, you know, and still had not clinched that number one overall seed. You would have to play him again against the Giants. So... There's a lot of variables here to consider uh, for the Eagles. Um, and, you know, the easiest thing to do is just go kick the doors off the Saints uh, in the first half on Sunday and take Hurts out at that point and uh, let Minshew come in and play the rest of the game. Minshew obviously would play against the Giants and you get Hurts another two weeks off after playing, you know, maybe a half or hopefully, you know, three quarters or so. Let's say on Sunday, he gets those extra two weeks off before basically almost three weeks off because the next game is, you know, the another whole entire week will, will pass before his next game. So, you know, essentially three weeks off or so, two, three weeks off uh, before he's got to play again in the first, um, first game uh, for the Eagles in the playoffs. So, which would be round two in the conference. That's how I would play it out. I know I just kind of got a little long-winded there, but there's, you know, there's a lot to consider. Or the Eagles could just, you know, give him another day off, another game off. Here's my issue with that. If they were to do that, then Hertz wouldn't play for 
a month before he plays his first playoff game. To me, that's too long. It's just too long for the quarterback to potentially be out of rhythm, and I just think it's too risky. I think Hertz has got to play either this week or a little bit against the Giants in what may be a completely meaningless game. Uh, but I would get him out there regardless, which which that's why I would play him this Sunday because can you imagine if they just put Hertz out there, there's absolutely nothing to play for against the Giants other than get Hertz a little, get some reps. And then Hertz gets hurt. That would be unexplicable. And I don't think the Eagles would ever want to put themselves in that situation. So I'm going to just say, because I really have no idea. It's like, you know, lick your finger and stick it to the wind and try to figure out, you know, which which way the wind is blowing here. Uh, as far as the Eagles playing Hurts this weekend. Um, I'm going to say that he plays. I'll just go out and say that I have a feeling that he will play and hopefully he doesn't have to play the entire game. But it certainly and absolutely would not surprise me at all if they sit Hurts again and Minshew uh, is the starting quarterback on Sunday. So I, I really have no idea. I guess I'll just go with a very slight, slight uh, viewpoint that I have a very small fragment of a feeling that Jalen Hurts uh, will probably uh, at least start the game on Sunday. So we'll see. We'll see how that all goes. Now, let's talk about Lane Johnson because if there's any reason to be concerned – about the Eagles' prospective chances of winning a Super Bowl this year, it took a major, major hit and blow against the Dallas Cowboys late in the game last weekend. And the type of injury that Lane has, and for those of you who may not have been following uh, closely, uh, he does have a uh, partially torn abductor, which is a, I guess, a tendon in the abdomen and kind of position especially extremely extremely difficult to play with uh, Lane found out that he does need surgery on it he needs to have surgery that is the doctor's recommendation um, and the people that he's that have met with him so he must have surgery on it so it is something he needs to have repaired Lane has chosen at least for now to postpone having surgery till after the season he is going to try and play through this injury as a offensive tackle in the NFL in a position that needs that core strength more than probably any other position, quite honestly. So I have a feeling. I mean, we know that Lane is a tough guy. I'm not going to take any of that away from him. But when you get an injury like that, I don't care how tough you are, you're not going to be the same. You're just not going to be the same player. You could be out there trying to play. But he may be at 60%. He may be at 70%. I don't know. It's probably still better than, you know, Driscoll, who I like, you know. But, you know, when you're talking about the best there is and you have to, you know, fill in for him, you're not obviously not as good. Driscoll's not as good. However, is Lane, who's going to attempt to play, going to be able to play? I mean, he's going to try. He's going to give it the old try but i don't know how effective he'll be to the point where i'm not sure we're gonna have him much at all 
with that type of injury in the postseason. Now, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. I'm just trying to be realistic. Because everyone's kind of pumped. Oh, Lane's going to play through it, man. It's awesome, exciting. I mean, yeah, that's great. Uh, It is. But can he and will he be able to play through it? That's the unknown. And that type of injury to his position, especially, I have my doubts. I have really serious doubts that either Lane is not going to be able to play and they'll eventually shut him down. Uh, or he will be able to play and be, you know, be be still pretty good. You know, I don't know who will be the dominant force he's been at that position, but I think you'd rather have him out there if he's able to, you know, will his way through it for sure. Now, I've heard some um, players that have had this injury in the past talk about how they do give it some kind of, uh, there is like a, a shot uh, or something that they would give him painkiller wise that you could only give like once a month. And then as those weeks go by, that shot wears off, but you can't give him another shot until four weeks pass. So I've never had this injury. So, but I'm just going on some players that I've heard talk about it. And if that's the case, then, you know, Lane might be able to get through the first round or two, maybe even three in the playoffs before he starts really feeling it again. The the player that I was referring to, um, he did say that once it starts wearing off, the pain comes back full throttle. So, you know, when do you give Lane that shot? <laughs> I guess that's my that's my thing. You know, it's almost like if that's true, and again, I've never had this injury, so I can't talk about it you know, with any, you know, credibility. I'm just uh, sharing what I heard some other players talk about. Um, You know, for me, knowing that, it's almost like, well, do you try to get by without Lane in that first playoff game? I don't even know if you could do that. Playoffs, it's like, you know, survive in advance. Can't afford to. You really want to have everybody out there. So they probably can't do that. I think in an ideal world, if you knew you can get by that first playoff game, you maybe would give Wayne an extra week and then give him the shot so he can get through the next, you know, the rest of the way. But they would probably have to give him that that pain-killing shot right before that playoff game, and that'll give him through maybe the first two, and then it's really going to start. That pain's going to start coming back. Um, and that's if he doesn't make it any worse while he's playing either. You know, that's the other thing. So there's just a lot of uncertainty here, and I know I'm spending a lot of time talking about it, but I, I – it's a huge concern of mine because there, if there's one thing that's knocked the Eagles down a peg from their chances of winning the Super Bowl, a, an injury to Lane Johnson is that. We, we've all seen the record. Actually, I wrote it down. Let me see if I have it here. I wrote it down a couple days ago. Uh, where did I write it? That's the question. Uh, shoot. I know I wrote it down, but do I have it on me? I don't know. It's a crazy, crazy record, and I can't find it right now. So I know I wrote it down for the purposes of this podcast, and now I can't freaking find it. Son of a bia. All right, well, whatever. It's it's crazy. It's like the Eagles are um, almost like a 70% win rate with Lane Johnson starting, and then it drops to like 250 without it. And I had the actual record, but I – you know, where the hell that, right? I have no idea. Um, so apologize for that. 
Oh, here it is. Found it. Finally. I knew I wrote it down. Okay. So since 2016, the Eagles are 59, 29, and 1 with Lane Johnson. 59, 29, and 1 with Lane. Without Lane Johnson, 9 and 21. Now, if that doesn't speak to the importance of Lane Johnson, I don't know what it is. That is a factual uh, statistic. Now, a lot of things go into that statistic, but the bottom line is what it says. The Eagles are a much better team with Lane Johnson in the lineup, clearly. So, that sucks. Let's just face it. That's a bad injury at the worst time uh, is losing Lane Johnson. Now, the other player that got injured was our other, you know, jack-of-all-trades player on defense, Avante Maddox, who's having a great game against the Cowboys, and hes I think he's done for the season. That's just my personal opinion, not a doctor. But from what I've read about his toe injury and the position he plays, he's not coming back. I'd be shocked. Now, don't go running to the press with that because I'm not a doctor. I don't work for the Eagles. I don't have the inside view. I'm just giving you my opinion. I don't think we can count on Avante Maddox for the rest of the year. Hopefully I'm wrong about that. Hopefully I'm wrong about that. But we do know it's a severe, or should I say the word they were using is significant toe injury. Uh, and he's out indefinitely. So um, take that for what it's worth. Me personally, I don't think we can rely on Avante Maddox coming back, unfortunately. And he's such a critical part. Now, the wild card here is um, Gardner Johnson. So he... Was not cleared. He's, he was. Um, he could have been activated to practice this week, coming off his uh, lacerated um, kidney issue that he suffered a month ago. Uh, the Eagles did not do that, so that just tells you that he hasn't even had the practice window opened yet. So, what does that mean? How do you? How much do you read into that? Well, could mean that he's just not ready yet, and hopefully, he maybe just need another week or two. Let's keep this in mind. We're not going to need CJ for another to the you know to the first round of the playoffs. We're not going to need him against. We don't need him this week. Nice to have him, but we don't need him this week. We're not going to need him against the Giants. The Eagles get to buy hopefully. So he's got a good three weeks plus to give it additional time. Hopefully, um, that's going to be enough time. I think it will be, but. You know, when you're talking about a lacerated kidney, that's that's something you have to make sure 100% that he's not only able to play on it, right, but get hit in that area again. So, you know, he certainly has to wait for medical clearance, uh, you know, to not only practice, but obviously be able to take contact. So he plays a very physical position where he's, you know, obviously engaged in quite a bit of tackling. So um, we'll see. That's the latest report on him. Um, So we talked about Hertz, talked about Johnson, talked about Maddox. Uh, The only other um, Eagle that didn't practice yesterday at all was Linville Joseph, who uh, missed it because of illness. So hopefully you'll be able to recover and be able to be okay. Limited in practice yesterday was, and mostly most of this was for rest purposes, James Bradbury, 
AJ Brown, although he does have a you know a little bit of a knee injury. He had a uh, had it taped up yesterday. Uh, Fletcher Cox, uh, that's basically rest. Landon Dickerson, rest. Brandon Graham, rest. Uh, Jalen Hurtier talked about limited practice yesterday with his shoulder. Jason Kelsey, rest. Miles Sanders kind of popped up on the injury report this list with a knee. Now, I, I saw Sanders talk about it. It doesn't seem serious. Uh, he did sort of tweak it, I guess, against the Cowboys. Um, he says he's going to be fine and expect him to be, you know, to be okay. But they're, you know, obviously gave him a little bit of a limitation during practice. Uh, Sam Allo got rest and Darius Slay also got rest. Now, I'm glad it ended with Slay there. By the way, Josh Sweat too. Full practice, by the way, is Jordan Davis. So that's good news because he left the Dallas game with a concussion, as we know. So, you know. It's good. It's always good to have him back in there. Uh, And let me talk about, before I go on to the Saints, about Darius Slay, because I know I ripped him during my post-game of the Cowboys game, and I'm not letting him completely off the hook. I did not think he had a great game. Uh, But the one play that I was ripping him for, the third and 30, or the fourth and 30, whatever it was, third and 30, third and 30. Um, that play there uh, was not his responsibility. So I really gave him a lot of the blame, but after I watched the tape, uh, you know, it was Josiah Scott who was late getting over the type of coverage. And also Gannon took a lot of blame for the, the play call in general. So I'm going to give Hurt. I'm going to give, sorry, Hurts. I'm going to give uh, Slay, uh, I'm going to take that back. Which slay? Because I really put a lot of blame on him. I was extremely PO'd with the Slay's performance in the game, and still am. I think still think overall he did not play well, but uh, that third and thirty play was not Slay's uh, responsibility. Um, so wanted to uh, wanted to point that out there because I, I really was hard on him at, in the Dallas pod, uh, post game podcast. All right, here is the Saints injury report. Um, Alvin Kamara. Marcus May, that was their safety, and the guard, Andrus Pete, have not practiced at all through Thursday. Now, if Kamara doesn't play, that would be a huge bonus. He's one of the few offensive threats that the Saints have. He's one of the better running backs in the NFL. I think we all know that. Um, apparently, he's got a quadricep, and it also says personal next to him. So, not exactly sure what his status is. I just think the Eagles would get a huge break if, for whatever reason, Kamara doesn't play. Uh, I think he, he will, but let's just say that that's, that's the status. He hasn't practiced at all this week. Um, Dwayne Washington is the only one that did not practice as well as the ones that I just mentioned. Running back uh, had an illness as well. Limited in practice this week, Justin Evans, the safety, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, abdomen. Now, he's been out for a while, and I guess he's expected to still be out. If, for whatever reason, he does return, um, that would make the Saints' defense obviously much better. And and they do have a good defense. We'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, also limited with a hamstring tackle, a Ramzik limited, and uh, linebacker Pete Warner, hamstring. So, 
that is the injury report going into the game. Now, just talked about the Saints defense. Now, that is the strength of this Saints team this year. Uh, offensively, you know, the quarterback hasn't been able to get things really straightened out. They you rely still on the tight end there uh, to uh, to come in and fill in a quarterback. He's dangerous. I mean, that, that's a guy that can pose some problems. And his uh, name is slipping me right now. The heck is his name? I want to say it's Smith, but it's not Smith. Uh, shoot. That's something I'm going to have to probably uh, take a peek at here. It's funny. I was going to say his name is Hill something. It's, uh, it's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. He's the, the guy that's the tight end but comes in and fills in a quarterback. Dangerous player. Really good, versatile player. One that the Eagles have to keep their eye on. Um, but getting back to the defense, you know, if Lattimore, of course, comes back, that just makes them tougher. Uh, Andy Dalton's the quarterback now. Um, again, guy that, you know, he's a, obviously a veteran. Uh, been in the game for a long time. Has these games that come out of nowhere occasionally where he still puts up some decent numbers, but overall just an average uh, quarterback at this point. But, uh, you know, the defense, Marcus Davenport, very, very good player. Demario Davis is a Pro Bowl linebacker. Obviously, Cameron Jordan's a potential Hall of Famer. Uh, we talked about Lattimore. They still have, um, you know, they got uh, Tyron Matthew there in the secondary. And there's a lot of talent on the defense for the uh, Saints. And so the Eagles, you know, they got a formidable defense that they're facing this week. No doubt about it. I don't know how much the Saints offense really scares you, especially if Kamara doesn't play, um, you know, with, with Andy Dalton at the helm. I just don't think you want to have this team linger around. That's the thing for me. I think the Eagles need to jump on him early, put this game away, get Hurts out of the game if, if he does play. And, uh, you know, I can't see the Saints coming back and winning a game with this type of offense. However, I can see them holding on and making it a game if the Eagles don't come out and, and play well, you know, especially with the defense that the Eagles offense will be facing. This is a pretty good defense here. So, you know, I'm not saying that we, there's a huge concern about the Saints. I mean, the Eagles should go out there and win this game relatively handily. But my point is, just as this is not a team you want to screw around with, you know, I would put them way early. Um, this team has got not much to play for. They have won two straight games coming into this Eagles game. Uh, but, uh, and apparently they still have an outside shot. Not not apparently, they do. They still actually, because of that pitiful division they play in, uh, have an outside shot of still actually making the playoffs, which is amazing. But it's true. So, um, I, I don't, you know, I guess we'll just, uh, you know, hope the Eagles show up and just put this game away. I mean, it really should be a game that uh, the Eagles should should win, whether it's Hurts or even Minshew in the game. Uh, you know, the Eagles should should clinch this week and uh, just take care of business. You know, that's uh, that's about, you know, all I really have to say about the game. Prediction-wise, um, you know, uh, whether or not Minshew or Hertz plays, I don't think it'll make much of a difference score-wise. Um, so, I don't know, 24, 13, something like that. 24, 13, 27, 10, 27, 9, 27, 13, somewhere around there. I know I'm putting out a bunch of scores. Let's just, I'll just pick one. 
Let's go. Eagles 24, Saints 13. I guess that's the first score I gave, so I'll just stick with that. 24-13, Eagles. And then we'll see how the uh, everything falls into place, you know, as far as what's going to happen the last week of the season. You know, uh, so this is my last podcast for 2022. So I just want to make sure that I, I uh, take the time again to thank the audience. Hey, remember, we have a website. I'm not a website, rather. We have an email address. So you can always email us at the show at petwg at gmail.com. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the injuries. I spent a lot of time today talking about the injuries because it's just such that's really the the breaking news since the Dallas game uh, as far as, you know, because it's some really key players here for the Eagles that we need to uh, hopefully get back here at some point. And I think whether or not Jalen Hurts plays, the Eagles should be able to handle business this weekend against the Saints. And uh, then we just keep our fingers crossed with uh, with both uh, Lane Johnson and Avante Maddox. And, uh, yeah, I'm just trying not to cough right now because I have like a a dry throat thing coming on here. Well, I think that might be my cue to let things go for this episode. Want to wish everyone out there, Eagles Nation, a happy, safe, and healthy new year. And this is the only time of the year at the end of my episode I can say this. Fly, Eagles, fly. And we'll see you all next year. Take care, everybody.